Successful investing is about managing risk, not avoiding it. Benjamin Graham. Welcome to the Smart Money Mama Show, where moms get real about money to help you find your financial confidence and live your best life. Now let's talk money, mamas. Hey there, mamas. I'm your host, Chelsea Brennan. And today we're talking about one of my favorite topics, investing. Most of you know I used to be an investment manager, so this is my old stomping grounds. And I love talking about investing because it's so much easier than people think. And when you get over the initial craziness of all that jargon, I know it sounds like investors are speaking a different language at first, and you get the lingo, you can put your money to work so it's out there earning you more dollars even when you're sleeping. Pretty cool, right? So today, I want to explore the five things I think all investors need to know to get started with confidence and to avoid making costly mistakes. Before we get started, a quick reminder to head to the show notes of this episode to download your free Money Mama's Guide to Investing at smartmoneymamas.com forward slash 15. That guide will walk you through everything we're talking about today and more so you'll have an easy reference source as you start your investing journey. All right, are you ready? Let's make investing easy. The first thing you need to know is why money people, like me, even say you should invest. You can't read a personal finance blog or book or listen to a podcast like this one for long without hearing about investing. But if all you know about investing is from your parent who lost their retirement in 2008 or from the fear-mongering news headlines, you might be asking yourself, is it really worth it? Can I just bury my money in the backyard? I wouldn't recommend it. There are a few main reasons you should invest, and I want to make sure you understand them so that you go in with confidence and purpose. First, there are only so many hours in the day and days in the week that you can work. If you need to earn every dollar you'll ever need for retirement, it will be an uphill battle. Instead, investing puts your hard-earned savings to work for you with the power of compound interest. Let's say you invest $1,000 with an average annual return of 7% which is a pretty standard long-term return, if not a little conservative, because that's just my style. At the end of year one, you'll have $1,070. Now in year two, that $70 that you earned without ever having to go to work to get them also gets its own 7% return. And if an extra $70 doesn't sound like much, that money snowballs. Bury $1,000 in the backyard, and in 30 years, you'll have, drumroll please, $1,000 invest it, still assuming that 7% return, and you'll have $7,612. $6,612 you never had to work for. Your original $1,000 just worked its theoretical butt off for you. That's why Albert Einstein called compound interest the eighth wonder of the world. Now, this all sounds great, but we're overlooking two things. First, there is risk in investing. That's why you get a return. You won't see a 7% gain every year. Some years, like 2019, you'll see a 28% return, and in some years, you'll see a 20% or even greater drop. But if you stay consistent over the long term, through all the ups and downs, over 100 years of history has shown us that you'll come out ahead. That's because stocks, also known as equity, are teeny tiny pieces of ownership in a company. As that company innovates and grows over time, the value of your teeny tiny piece of ownership grows as well as reflected in the value of your stock. While some companies will grow and some will fail over the long term, for as long as we believe the U.S. or the global economy will continue to innovate and profit over time, the value of our investments will grow as well. Second, staying on the sidelines has its own cost. 
It's called inflation. That $1,000 buried in the backyard 30 years ago can't buy what it once did. In 1990, gas was $1.15. Now it's $2.50. One goal of investing is to help you offset and hopefully even exceed inflation so your money maintains its buying value over your lifetime. You don't want to think you've saved enough for retirement only to realize your saving only buys you half as much as it used to. Now, before we move on, and I promise we will move on to the other tips, even though we could do a whole episode on the importance of investing, I want to touch on one more thing. Why investing is particularly important for moms. Mamas, we take notably more time out of the workforce than dads, years when we aren't saving for our futures, to take care of our kids and other family members. Add that to the fact that gender wage gaps are more substantial for mothers than non-mothers, and women tend to live longer than men, which means longer retirements, and we've got a lot of catching up to do. Our dollars need to work even harder for us to get the financial security we need and deserve. Investing early and often helps us prepare for good long lives doing the things we most love. Okay, we ready for the next thing? The second thing new investors need to know is what their goals are, because investing isn't just for retirement. Are you investing for a dream house someday, your kid's college education, retirement? How much money do you need for those goals? And what's your timeline? Because listen, mamas, investing does have risk. It's not a straight growth party 100% of the time, though that would be awesome. Downturns and market dips are a reality of the game, and we're seeing that right now. And that means you need to be really clear on your goals so you're prepared for when that happens. How do we do that? Well, when you start investing, you'll probably hear people, A, ask you about your risk tolerance, which is a stupid question because what in the world does that mean? And B, discuss your asset allocation, which ties back to that risk tolerance thing. Your risk tolerance simply means how much volatility up and down swings in your investments you can handle. Will you be a puddle of anxious goo if you wake up in the morning and your $10,000 retirement investments are suddenly only worth $8,000? This is a somewhat emotional question, like in the example above, and somewhat a practical one. If you're investing for a nearer-term goal, five to 10 years away, you can't deal with quite as severe swings because you need that money for something relatively soon. If you're investing for a goal 20 to 30 years away, You've got time. You can wait for big swings to rebound. And even if you saw a downturn right before you needed that money, that downturn would be based off years and years of compound growth, meaning you have a much stronger base on which to take that hit. Once we get clear on our goals and what we can handle, we can manage our risk with something called asset allocation. Asset allocation is just a way of saying what mix of investments do we own. Stocks are riskier than bonds, which are riskier than cash. If we're investing for a long-term goal, we can put more of our money in stocks. If our goal is shorter term, we might weigh more heavily towards bonds or even cash. Make sense? One more thing. If your goal is within five years, I wouldn't recommend you invest that money. You're better off putting your savings in a high-yield savings account, and that 100% includes not investing your retirement fund. As we talked about, Time heals all things. It smooths so much of the volatility in our investments that your risk in many ways declines the longer you stay invested. Five years or less is not enough time to smooth that roller coaster. You could end up having to sell your investments when prices are low to fund a goal you have at that moment, meaning you lose money. And I never want that to happen to you. Buy and hold investments for your long-term goals and try not to fiddle with them too much. But we'll talk about that. 
Three, the third thing new investors need to know is what it costs to invest. Investing isn't free, but what is really? Investing fees, however, can be sneaky. They come in many names and have a massive impact on how much your investments grow over time. We go over the common fees and how they work in the Money Mama's Guide to Investing, so make sure you grab your free copy in the show notes. But the most important thing I want you to remember is this. Seriously, if you're multitasking, okay, what am I saying? You're a mom. Of course you are. Well, stop just for a second and listen to this. Investing fees sound small, 1%, half a percent, and that means our brains want to overlook them as no big deal. But when your growth is only 5% or 7% or even 10%, a 1% fee, which is charged based on all your investments, not just your growth, means giving up a huge share of those gains. A difference between a 1% management fee and a quarter percent management fee over 30 years means giving up almost one-fifth of your ending balance to fees. One-fifth. Does that mean never hiring a financial advisor or using a robo-advisor because your number one priority has to be reducing fees? No, not necessarily. You mamas know there is never a one-size-fits-all answer to money. But what the impact of fees does mean is this. If you're going to pay higher fees of any kind, you have to understand what they will really get you. Using a robo-advisor to manage your investments will cost more than investing in an index fund on your own. But if it means you invest more often and with more confidence, that might be the right fit for you. And what you're getting for that extra cost is more money in your investment accounts, you're making deposits more often since you know it's being managed correctly, and you're staying consistent through market cycles because you're investing on autopilot on a regular basis and not having to look at your account balances all the time. More money invested and more consistency could mean better long-term results for you, despite the fees. And that's perfect. Just know that you do have the intellect to invest on your own for the lowest fees if you want to. It isn't as hard as most people make it out to be. The simplest strategy is usually the best. So maybe you decide you start with a robo-advisor or a financial advisor until you gain the knowledge to do it on your own. You can then make that shift. No decision we make is permanent in this. Now, let's take a quick word from our awesome sponsors before we dive into the last two things new investors need to know. Today's podcast is brought to you by Debt.com. Debt.com offers free expert financial education, self-help guides, and professional solutions to make personal finance and getting out of debt stress-free. If you're feeling overwhelmed by monthly payments or debt balances, but don't know who to turn to, one of their debt specialists can provide a personalized analysis and recommendations on which option may be the best for your unique situation. You can learn more by visiting smartmoneymamas.com backslash debt or by calling their free support line at 844-462-8280 to discuss your options. That number again is 844-462-8280. Debt.com for when life happens. Welcome back, Mama. Ready to talk about investing just a little bit more? Before the break, we were discussing understanding investment fees. Yet before we move on to our next point, I want to tell you one more thing about fees. When you're looking to invest, be wary of anyone who is charging you higher fees by promising better long-term returns than the stock market. Over 90% of active managers, these are professionals trying to beat the market, underperform over time. So if that's your reason, you're likely going to end up paying higher fees for lower returns. Womp womp. And also, be wary of anyone who seems reticent to explain all fees to you and how they're compensated. 
Some financial advisors are quote-unquote free, but are compensated by earning a commission on products they sell you. This might result in them recommending things based on who they have a relationship with instead of what might be best for you. Trust your gut and look for natural teachers who want you to understand what you're getting yourself into. You'll find that if you call Vanguard or Fidelity, major money managers and index fund providers, they're happy to explain how things work. Personally, I use Vanguard for almost everything. I love them, except our charitable giving fund, which we keep at Fidelity. Elevest, a robo-advisor focused on closing the gender wealth gap, prides itself on being an education platform as well as an investment manager. They will want to help you understand fees, but also investing as a whole. And that's a great thing. Just always remember to ask questions and understand the fees no matter who you work with. All right, ready for the next thing you need to know? The fourth thing you need to know is how market volatility really works and how you'll really handle the ups and downs. Market volatility, the moves up and down in investment value, are caused by investors. Sure, business cycles naturally cycle up and down, and we see good growth periods and we see recessions. But the economy as a whole doesn't grow in 20% plus booms or 40% crashes. Those exaggerated gains or losses month to month or year to year are driven by emotions. Because we are flawed emotional creatures, on average, we can't stop ourselves from panicking at the first sign of weakness or giving in to the pull of FOMO when we see others making bank. So we sell our investments when prices start to crash, further pushing values down, and try to buy when prices are already up, making investments even more expensive. These swings in the market are just the reality of investing, and you should make sure you're ready to weather the roller coaster and stay invested long term before you get on the ride. Because you only lose money when you sell your shares, when you sell your investments. Just because the face value listed price in your portfolio drops 20% doesn't mean you have 20% less. You still own the same number of shares or the same number of bonds that you owned before. And if you just are patient and wait for that value to go back up, you will see the gain and you will see the money come back out. If you sell, you no longer own an asset. You just have your cash back and you don't have that opportunity to see the value go back up. And if you try to buy back in when the price is up, you're going to get fewer shares for the same amount of cash. Does that make sense? And if you're in your late 20s or early 30s, you probably saw the fallout of the last market downturn in 2008 and 2009. But you likely didn't have enough money invested to experience what it feels like when your savings suddenly fall in value by 20% or more. The S&P 500, an index of 500 of the largest U.S. stocks, was up over 27% in 2019. It's easy to feel like an investing pro when the stock market is skyrocketing like that. Everyone is making money. But as I'm recording this, with all that's happening with coronavirus and oil prices, we're seeing some real volatility in the market. Over the last 30 days, as I record this, the stock market is down over 18%. These are the moments when investing is hard, when you have to put on your blinders and keep investing, even though your instinct might be to panic and sell. Investing success requires you to know your goals and stay consistent through those up and downs. So create a plan for how you'll handle spikes and falls in the market. Set your investment deposits on autopilot so you don't have to physically make the decision every month. Decide you'll only look at your investment balances once every three months or even once a year instead of obsessing about it every day the way many new investors really want to. 
And remember that while big swings in the market may have roots in real concerns, what makes those swings so significant is human FOMO or fear. Consistency over time wins the game. And that brings us to the last thing new investors need to know. You need to know how and where to get started. So you know you need to invest to grow your wealth. You understand your goals and the importance of fees, and you're ready to stay steady through those market ups and downs. Now it's time to actually invest and put your money to work. Retirement accounts are often the best place to start. They offer tax benefits, either by reducing your taxes today or in the future. And since your retirement is your biggest and most important savings goal, you'll want to get started ASAP. If you're a traditionally employed mama, you may have a 401k provided by your employer. These plans are often the best place to start, especially if your company offers a 401k match, which means your company contributes money on your behalf to match what you've already put in. I mean, who turns down free money? No one. If you have a 401k or similar retirement plan like a 403b, you can start investing by setting up contributions to your plan directly from your paycheck. If you're not sure how to do this, ask your HR department. Now, if you don't have a 401k, you can open an IRA, an individual retirement account, and set your own monthly automatic contributions to achieve basically the same goal. IRAs can be set up quickly and easily online at investment managers like Vanguard or Fidelity or at robo-advisors like Elevest and Wealthfront. Either way, once you set your contributions, you'll choose which funds you want your money to go into. A 401k or an IRA is just like a suitcase. The investments are the clothes you pack inside it. So what are you going to pack? Well, I'm a big fan of index funds. Index funds give you a basket of investments exactly equal to the market, meaning your results will always be equal to the market, unlike all those expensive, actively managed funds that underperform. And index funds have low fees. But if you don't want to manage asset allocation, also known as risk, I would consider simple target date retirement funds. You pick the fund with the year closest to when you want to retire, and the target date fund will manage your risk as you get closer to retirement. I know that this can be the scary part. Opening your first account and seeing a list of dozens, if not hundreds of different fund options is overwhelming, but I promise you really only need to pick two or three to have a diversified portfolio, or one if you do a target date fund, or zero if you use a robo-advisor because they'll do it for you. Future you deserves amazing things, so it's time to harness the power of compound interest and let your money work for you. You can do this. Mamas, thank you so much for coming and talking investing with me. It can be such a scary topic, so much jargon, but it really isn't as complicated as some people try to make it out to be. I hope you're feeling armed with what you need to know to get started putting your dollars to work for you. You can visit smartmoneymamas.com forward slash 15 to view the full show notes for this episode, which has a summary of all the points we talked about, and to download your free copy of our Money Mama's Guide to Investing, which will give you even more insight on things like fees and setting up your first investments. Thank you again for joining me and for Debt.com for helping make this episode possible. Y'all are amazing. Keep talking money, mama. I'll see you next time.